Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. You are going to be glad you are joining me today because you're going to hear from somebody who recently helped me, helped me, coached me through a decision I had to make. And it just so happened that this conversation I had previously had with her was about to be aired. And as soon as I had my personal coaching moment with her last week, I was like, I just can't wait to introduce her to all of you. Before we dive into today's episode, talk about core values, talk about leading yourself, not leading your family, not leading your team, but leading yourself. I want to give you guys a couple quick reminders. As I mentioned the other day, we've got a super fun, really necessary e-series, completely free, coming up the first week of May, the first week of May. It's all about spring cleaning, but not the physical kind, not the Marie Kondo kind, even though do it, do it, do it. You know that feeling that you get when you clean out your car, you organize your closet, or you eliminate the junk drawer, you clean out your fridge or your pantry, you just feel refreshed and energized and like all is right with the world? If we could wake up every single day with that feeling of just having organized every piece of our homes, we would be infinitely more motivated, focused, and positive. Where I think we miss the mark sometimes, though, is focusing on the organization of the things around us, cleaning up the things around us, but not enough focus on cleaning up the things within us, our thoughts, our doubts, our stories, and our excuses. And so we are doing a free one-week e-series on the mental and emotional spring cleaning, clearing out the doubts, delays, excuses, exceptions, fears, all of the stuff that clutters up our minds and makes progress obscured, makes progress more difficult. So every day for a week, you will get an email should you decide you want to participate. You've got to opt in. Tell you about that in just a second. You will get an email with a tool, a tip, a tactic, or a strategy to help you clear out the junk, the clutter, the old stuff you don't need anymore from your thoughts, from your feelings. Here's what you need to do. Go to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 592, primalpotential.com forward slash 592. And at the bottom, there's going to be a link for the E-series, the Mental and Emotional Spring Cleaning E-series. Get on the list. If you are on the list, once you are on the list, it will start on Monday, May 6th. So you'll get your first email Monday, May 6th, and we'll carry on for a week, a daily tool, tip, tactic, or strategy to just mentally and emotionally clear out the stuff that you're ready to go on forward without. 
And it's going to leave you with that same feeling of like, ah, I feel so much more capable. I feel so much more empowered. All is right with the world. So primalpotential.com forward slash 592 to get on that list. It's totally free. Lasts for a week. Starts May 6th. Primalpotential.com forward slash 592. And while you're there, you will see that the wait list is now open for our summer 12 weeks to transformation. So you can get on the wait list right there. Registration is going to open for that in uh, mid-June, which will be here before we know it, kids. Super excited. So let me tell you about this thing that happened earlier this week that I alluded to when we first started the show. I tell my clients all the time, ask for help. Ask for help. I'm always saying your part and my part and distinguishing how those are different. And one of the big things that I tell my clients is their part is asking for help when you need it. Too often we have this mindset, and I was just having a conversation with a client like an hour ago about this. I tend to be independent, I can do things on my own, and yes, I believe you, that is very true. But what is also true is that oftentimes we can make progress faster, we can save ourselves time, we can save ourselves struggle if we would just ask for help. So inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation, I'm always saying your part is to reach out when you are struggling instead of drifting, instead of continuing to struggle. Just say, hello, over here, I'm struggling. That is your part. That is something we can all practice. And I had to do that the other day. I had a business decision to make. And it was a decision I hadn't made before. And it felt really important. Could I have made it alone? Absolutely. But I make a better decision when I ask for help. When I say, yeah, I'm independent and all of those wonderful things, but there are people who know more than I do, who have more experience than I do, who could add a dimension to this discussion, to this consideration that maybe I wouldn't have come up with on my own based on my own tools and resources. So I called Corrine Walsh and I said, hey, here's the situation. I've got to make this decision can you give me your two cents? And I know for sure that not only did I make a better decision with her help, I grew as a person, I grew as a thinker, I grew as a business owner because of this conversation, because of her insight, because of what she shared with me, and because of what I learned from the way she processed the information. So it's not about whether I could have done it alone. Yeah, I could have. And maybe the decision would have ended up the same, but I wouldn't have A, practiced asking for help. I wouldn't have B, become a better thinker in the process because that came from a result of seeing how she thinks and how she processes and the questions she asked. And it was just a real, a real growth moment for me. And also a growth moment for my relationship with Kareen Walsh. Because now I know she's somebody that I can rely on. She's somebody that I can call when I have a question. And her area of expertise, and we'll get into this a little bit, her area of expertise is leadership. Specifically leadership for people in business, whether this people looking to grow their career or it's business owners. She is masterful at both. And when I wanted to bring her on the show, it was because I wanted to talk about this aspect of being a leader of yourself. Being a leader of yourself. Because lots of times we feel really confident about our ability to lead our children or our family or even lead in whatever we do for work. Yet when we come home at night, we aren't leading ourselves. We are breaking promises that we make to ourselves. We are cutting corners. We are giving in to exceptions and excuses. 
And one of our greatest opportunities is to be better leaders of ourselves. And that is what we're talking about today. That is where Corrine is really gifted and talented. She has a business masterclass coming up early in May. So if you are somebody who's looking to take your business to the next level, really looking for leadership in that realm, check it out. You can go to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 592. And in addition to seeing all the information about our free spring cleaning e-series and the wait list for the summer 12 weeks to transformation, you will also see ways to connect with Kareen to get her book, Lead with Value, and to learn more about her eight-week business masterclass. So just go to primalpotential.com forward slash 592 to connect with Kareen. You guys are going to get a lot out of this episode, talking about core values, talking about what you do if you aren't living up to them and how you can change that, how you can give yourself permission to show up today as the version of you you want to be. Buckle up. This is going to be a good one. Welcome to the show, Kareen. Today, we are diving into some really powerful strategies and concepts with Kareen Walsh. She is the author of Lead with Value and the founder of Revampologist. Her role is as a leadership strategist and coach working with business leaders at the highest level. But the reason I wanted to bring Kareen on the show today is because of the opportunities that we all have to develop leadership skills for ourselves, within ourselves, through our daily choices as a means of making life easier, of getting out of our own way, overcoming excuses, and no longer continuing to struggle with the same things day after day, week after week, year after year. So Corrine, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you are an expert in leadership. One of the things you say in Lead with Value is that it begins with the way we lead ourselves because it's really tough to follow a hypocrite, somebody who says one thing and then acts in a very different way. But sometimes the idea of leading ourselves can feel a little bit ambiguous. We have these intentions, these goals, standards for ourselves, but most people, if they're anything like me, can struggle with following through. And sometimes it's easier to keep our integrity with other people than it is to keep our integrity with ourselves. So if you would, I would love to begin with how we can begin to wrap our minds around this concept of leading ourselves. What does that even look like from a daily practice standpoint? It's, these are really great questions, and, and I love that you're bringing this up because it all starts with you first, right? Like how you show up in everything you do is a choice. It's a choice to decide what you believe in. It's a choice to lean into your values or believe what other people are telling you that might force you to live smaller than you are or raise you up to like be feel so powerful to go after what it is that you want but it all starts with you and what i have shared in my book lead with value and obviously in my um, coaching practice and the way i lead my company is that it first starts with your core values and understanding truly 
what are your core values that if you were to lean into them would make you feel more aligned with how you show up every day? So I love that. Can you talk a little bit more about those core values and how we can even begin? I know you've got some great tools in the book, but how do we even begin? If I were to say, all right, I've never given any thought to my own personal core values. I don't know. Where do I start? Yeah, it definitely takes some exploration and check again with yourself. And I have shared um, the exercise that I I talk about in the book, I actually did put on my website. So as we close out the show, I'll share those links with you. Um, but what I first love to do is keep it super simple and come up with what your top three are, because we have a arrangement of values we lean, lean into based on circumstance. But when I talk about our core values, these are the values that literally make up what I call your personal value system. It's as if anything um, were to happen, you would lean into these top three in order to make your decisions, whether it's moving forward into something or moving away <laughs> from it. So for example, my top three core values, I, the first and foremost, and this might shock some of your listeners because it's not necessarily something that's brought up in a work environment or um, from a, a CEO of a firm, uh, but I personally lead with love as my core value first, because if I am not first loving myself and the situation as I'm showing up and showing that love to others that I interact with, like lean into love first versus judgment versus criticism versus um, assumption, right? it literally starts to break me down when I dismiss that value to make a choice towards something that isn't right for me. So it is one of my guiding forces. It is one of my core values. And so love is number one for me. The second core value that I uh, lean into is uh, creativity. So creativity is something that shows up in everything I do because I am a solution-based person. I love to solve problems. I love to help people navigate how to move into what's next for them individually or for their business. Um, I just, I'm, I love creativity in general, like the arts as well. So if I'm leaning into love and creativity, then I'm even stronger in my stance on what I'm doing. The third is integrity. So that value for me, it, integrity to me speaks about follow through. It, it really talks about how you actually deliver what it is you say you're going to do. So imagine you meeting somebody where they can actually articulate their top three core values. And if they were love, creativity, and integrity, wouldn't you want to have an exchange with that person? Mm-hmm right? Like there's a strength in that. So each of us have our top three. And this exercise that I, I put on my website so, so folks can take advantage and start getting that clarity faster in order to then create what I call value exchange leadership. And that methodology is also what's explained in the book. And it's really understanding like how do we, now that you understand how I stand and what my core values are, for me to listen to what yours are, for us to find a common ground to move forward within makes things so much easier. You can actually like breathe into life now as opposed to what's happening today where folks um, either get caught up in a comparison model or they think they have to put a mask on to show up a certain way. 
and not truly share what they value most. And so they're making compromised decisions and they're complying in environments that really don't boost them up. We have just a lot of complacency shows up or apathy shows up or just even in the dysfunction of our health, which I know you're highly focused on too. It just, it starts to deteriorate when it starts in the mind that way it eats at your soul. So this book was really to be that, that playbook for it. And, and those are some of the, the ways to identify your core values so that you could start leading with them first. I love that. And it brings to mind a struggle that so many of my clients and my listeners share with me. And that is when this core value, even if they haven't named it as such, but they know that, for example, reliability is really important. I want people to be able to rely on me and they know that when I say I'll do something, I'll do it. But it doesn't show up in their own life. And so there's this tension because there's a gap between their intentions, the way they want to show up, the way they intend to show up, the way they wish to be, and the way they actually are. Maybe not with their work relationships or not with their kids or not with their spouse, but certainly with themselves, there's this huge gap between the standards they set for themselves and the way they show up and the way they follow through. So from a leadership and a leading yourself standpoint, what do we do when we identify, yeah, this is for sure a value and also I am not hitting it? Yeah. Well, that self-awareness is key. Uh, And honestly, in leadership and how you lead yourself to see that gap, right? To see that I keep talking it, but I'm not walking it. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I do now? It's first admitting that you want to change that behavior. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, it takes time to repeat something over and over and over again before it becomes a, a, a true habit, right? Like a, a true behavior on your, of yours. And I find that um, when there is a life of falling into that trap of like the lack of follow through or almost like the shame in, in not showing up as your true self, it is really hard to break that mask in identifying, you know, this is not who I want to be anymore. It takes work, you know, yeah. and it takes, and it takes a community or, or a coach to work with, or, you know, someone to, in a safe space to help you start practicing the new version of you yeah. in order to then show up with it um, in practice with others, you know, because it can be overwhelming, especially let's say if, if that's who you've had to be to survive life, but now you're deciding, you know what, I want to thrive in life. I don't want to have to sit here and question who am I when I should just be who I'm proud of every single day. I mean, it's a choice, right? But a lot of the times we have to show up being somebody that we're not in order to survive. And I think that is the challenge. You know, that's the challenge. And, and that is the place where when you get to your core values and realize how positive they are and how, how beautiful life would be if you could stand in that, then it comes the language, then it becomes the training on the voice, how you do it in writing, how you do it in, in interacting with others in order to break that habit and get, and get reconnected with who you're really meant to be. When I am working with clients on the practical application of this, 
I always share with them, I had this realization I used to think about, because I spent most of my life over 350 pounds and desperately wanting something so different than the way I was living. And I felt like it was so far from me. At the time, it felt like there was this massive journey between who I was and who I wanted to be. And that perceived distance was almost a get out of jail free card for me because I wasn't there yet. I wasn't that person yet. And it shifted everything when I realized one day it's something I choose today. I can't get there if I constantly tell myself that I'm not there. And there is an opportunity in every moment to say, all right, well, if I was the person who can rely on herself, how would I show up that way today? What opportunities exist for me today to be that way? Not that I capitalized on them, but for me, after, to your point, that awareness comes first of, hey, I want something more. I want something better. Then it became, how can I practice that or show up that way or embody that in some small way today, instead of continuing, continuing to tell myself that I had to wait for some future point, which in and of itself can be really frustrating and defeating and almost psych you out of the game before you've even set foot on the court. Yeah. I mean, and getting in that cycle of tomorrow, 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 right? I'll get to it tomorrow, or I don't have enough time today, or, you know, the excuse wagon you can jump on, right? It, yep. it makes it so much clearer. And I love that you brought that up is you have to permission yourself to stand in the version of you, you believe you're meant to be right now yes. and see how that version of you shows up today. And it's so much, my perception of this is that it's so much less overwhelming when you realize I'm just choosing it for this moment versus do I have what it takes to be this way every single day and every single moment for the rest of my life doesn't really matter. Nope, doesn't. Just now. And so thank you for saying that about permission to show up as the version of you that you want to be right now. Screw next week. It's not here yet. You don't have to take that on. Yeah. And I always say, you know, it's, it's permissioning and then also reserve the right to change your mind yeah. because uh, we don't know. We can always guess like that version of me. I, I even was on a, a call um, with a, a group earlier this week doing a training and, and I had a Q and a portion to that call and, and the woman kept saying, you know, well, we're planning when we retire, when we retire, right? Like it was always like all this great stuff is going to happen when you retire. And I was sitting there and I was like, why isn't it happening now? Like yeah. truly tell me right now what's stopping you from it happening now. Why are you waiting for retirement because of time freedom? in order to do the things you love? And then what happens when you get to retirement and your identity isn't true to what you believe retirement is meant to you know, explore for you or, or provide? And it, 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 we've been trained with carrots in front of us to get through painful situations, right? It's, a, it's literally a training from a young age. 
whether it's going through, you know, the grading system of schools, going through sports, you know, team activities to like be the winning team. Like we're constantly trained on if you do this, you'll accomplish this. If you go, you know, graduate high school, you'll get into college. When you, you know, graduate college, you'll get a job, right? Like there's this mentality of you must be somebody you're not in order to get that carrot on the other side when as opposed to checking yourself and saying, but is this what I really want right now? Does this actually fill me up? And so the other skill and, and trait that I share, which is what I had shared with this woman who kept saying about retirement, retirement, I was like, well, what fills you up right now? Because I would love for you to be able to live that every single day mm-hmm. and start dialing it up. And so that by the time you get to retirement, it is so much easier to enjoy that phase because you already are that version of your retired self right now and how you show up and do everything right now. I love that. I think it's very tangible. It's very easy for people to be like, oh, yeah, I have been putting that off. I have been living in the when-thens. When I retire, then I'll do this. When I lose weight, then I'll feel confident. When my kids go to college, then I'll focus on my marriage. Whatever it is, But those when-thens are really misleading because you will move the marker. Yeah, always. Yeah, and and I, oh gosh, I learned this the hard way. I believed when I lose weight, then I'll be confident. When I lose weight, then I'll build relationships. When I lose weight, then I'll go on vacation with my husband. But, and I, I hammer this, oh my gosh, a thousand times a day with my clients and my listeners, External goals don't hit internal targets. So if you have an external goal of retirement, if you have an external goal of saving X amount of dollars, if you have an external goal of losing 50 pounds, that is not going to come with a side of happiness, a side of relaxation, a side of peace. Those internal targets, those are sold separately. They've got to be pursued separately. And now is the time. Oh, I could go on a soapbox about that. I'm so glad that you said that because people need to hear this message. To your point, we've been trained to not live that way, to put it off, to have it as this thing that's down the field, but then we get there and there's something else. Yep. Every single time. Every single time, generally, that something else is a whole ball of disappointment. Yep. Because, because you've also glorified what it looks like on the other side because you haven't taken the time to implement it now. Yeah. That, and that's the other thing I, you know, I see often where it's just, let's bring it in. Like, why does that version have to, of you have to be so far in the distant? Right. If it's speaking to you right now, if that, if that whisper in your ear of something you're meant to try, meant to do, meant to be, desire is coming to you now, it's because that's who you're meant to be and aligned with the calling that you have or, or you know, what you're meant to show up into right now. And if you keep putting it off and dimming the light on, on that direction you're meant to go, then when you do cross the so-called finish line and get to that end goal that you, you, you're waiting for, it's truly going to be disappointing. Let's dive a little deeper into that because... If I had to put money on it, I would say that there is somebody listening right now that is saying, I understand what you're saying in theory, Kareen, but you don't understand. I can't 
feel this way until this thing happens. And the reason I say that is because not only did I feel that way, I cannot be confident until I lose weight. And spoiler, I was really, really wrong. Um, but also, people are not willing to entertain the options that exist for them for how they could create it. They're just so convinced. They're so attached to this, this story, this paradigm that they've told themselves so many times in so many ways, I can't relax until my credit card debt is paid off. Like I can't feel peace. I can't have less anxiety until this thing happens. Or I can't date before I lose weight because nobody will want to. And we believe those stories so deeply. So for somebody who's listening and saying, well, I can't have more time freedom before I retire, or I can't be more social or experience more confidence until I lose weight. From a leadership standpoint and an opportunity to practice being the leader of yourself, what would you say to those people? When you lead with can't, mm -hmm. then that's what you'll get. It's really that simple. I mean, it's something that uh, the belief, if it's true to you, that you truly cannot do something, if that is true to you, then that is your story. Yeah. But I'll tell you that you're choosing that story. Because if you start to shift your mind to believe you can and start to say, well, why not now? Mm -hmm. Or start to say, of course, of course I have the time. Of course I... I can make the time. Of course I have a fulfilling life. Of course I could step into the what's next and feel elated that I tried. You know, it, it's truly a mindset is what you're talking about where anybody who is listening is feeling like, yeah, that's all great. Karine, you know, it's so positive, you know, wow. <laughs> like, thanks for cheering me on. I honestly like, whatever, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not for me today. Well, mm -hmm. I'll tell you that if it's making you uncomfortable at all to feel what you should feel in the future version of yourself right now, mm -hmm. then that's the message you need to hear. Yeah. Because I've, I've been in similar situations where I would put that carrot in front of me and until next, until next, I'll get to it then, I'll get to it then. And then I found out that I was filling myself with unfulfilling tasks that then also put weight on me. At times with my stress level, it put me in the ER even. Like wow. if I had to get myself in check first to lead me first in order to lead others with ease, in order to create the life I have today of impact, in order to also recognize that my life truly could end tomorrow. In this day and age, like our 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 length of time of living is not determined by sometimes how healthy we are, but the circumstances we walk into. I mean, it's just a scary time in my opinion, mm -hmm. right? But if I don't live my life to the fullest right now, then I'm not living life at all. Like, yeah. Why would I be waiting till later? I don't know if later is going to come. So I had to have that kind of wake up call, honestly, for me to not only you know, drive these lessons that I share into my life, into my client's life, into anybody I interact with, you know, whoever meets me sees the energy of life that I bring to a situation because we, it's, you know, this is all we have. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 I created an exercise because it sounds so, um, I want to use the word ethereal, 
<laughs> that's a, that's, but it sounds like it's so or woo woo yeah, you know, depending yeah. on mm-hmm. depending on you know your listeners and what they understand but they that I had to make it tangible because I am an analytical tangible person I'm very high in the math and sciences you know my mind is analytical so I created um uh exercise it's called the fulfillment factor and it's literally this simple where you go and list all the places you spend your time so especially if you're telling me you can't do something mm-hmm. i guarantee this exercise will find you the time so you can because again it's a choice so you go ahead and you list all the things that you spend your time on go ahead and you run through as many sheets as you can and just keep asking yourself, what else, what else do I do? What else do I do? Where else do I spend my time and list it out? And then you go back through that list and I want you to give it a score, what I call the fulfillment factor score. How much does it fill you up on a scale of one to 10, 10 being highest fulfillment? How much does it fill you up? Anything and go through every single line item that you wrote there. Anything that is less than an eight out of 10, and be honest, this does not work if you're not honest. This is only you're going to see it, so just be honest with yourself. Anything less than an eight is something that needs to be figured out to delegate, to let go, and to move from, so that anything from an eight and above is what you do every day. And once you let go of the things that are less than an eight, you can then add in what else fills you up, mm. what else you're, you're pining for for later, what else you can bring in for the right now. And I guarantee it'll raise your fulfillment factor because you, you literally have all these aha moments. Like, no wonder I'm saying I can't. I'm spending 90% of my time doing the things that bring me down yeah. or that I've, I've outgrown and I forgot to let go of, you know? I want to go back, especially because I imagine a very similar response from, from some people. Well, yes, but there are some things I don't like to do that I can't let go of, just like, well, I can't have more time until I retire. And like you said, you're convincing yourself. And one of my personal mantras is that when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. And the other day, actually, I, I messaged you on Instagram and I commented that, uh, I realized I was as stressed as I was convincing myself that I was. Mm-hmm. That in any moment, I am as stressed, as overwhelmed, or as unhappy as I convince myself I am. And at the same time, I am as calm and confident and capable as I convince myself I am. And I have the power to shift where I'm focused and how I'm feeling in any given moment. And I, I just think that as far as leading yourself goes, is such a powerful practice. If you are listening to this and you're feeling resistant, well, you're convincing yourself of all the reasons you don't think that it's possible for you or applicable to you. And you are as capable of convincing yourself of all the reasons that it is. And I just want to remind everybody of that opportunity to practice expanding the way you think in any moment. Before you share these resources that you have and where people can get your book and learn more about the work that you do, one of the things you talk about in Lead with Value is being mindful of a tendency to lead with assumption or avoidance Mm. and working to overcome that. And I think especially, this certainly happens in business relationships and personal relationships, 
but it's sometimes hardest to spot and most insidious when we do it inside our own minds. When we lead ourselves with assumption, when we lead ourselves with avoidance. So I would love for you to chat about that for just a couple minutes, what that looks like and how we can begin to bring our awareness in our own lives to that so we can make a change. Yeah. So ways it shows up for yourself, especially in regards to assumption, like you assume you, you, you know, everything you need to know, or you've tried everything. I love that one, but I've tried everything. <laughs> so why hasn't it changed? You know, like, but I've tried cause you're assuming you actually have tried everything right. because there's guaranteed there's something out there that is going to help you have that aha click for you right? We're all individuals. We all come with our own exposure and education and, you know, uh, just level of beliefs mm-hmm. that the assumptions can, can sometimes show up in that realm, right? It's like the, the convincing, I, I would say, is probably where assumption shows up for self. Because mm-hmm. when I wrote it in the book, it was really about, you know, when you assume um, you understand that your team understands what you're trying to say sure, yeah. or you assume that they already heard it. So you're not going to say it again. There's so much a leadership by assumption that I'm constantly correcting. Absolutely. So when, it, when it comes to self assumption, it shows up in convincing. So if you have an action or a consistency of trying to convince yourself something different than what you truly believe, that is where you'll, you'll break down it truly will start to break down. And so the same response that I give in, in the workplace is what you could do to yourself is start asking, ask yourself, is this true? Mm-hmm. Do I truly believe that, you know, what I'm questioning right now or convincing myself of is true or is it time for me to forgive it and let it go? Uh, forgiveness is a really huge practice that I had to, I personally had to, you know, dive into. So I stopped carrying around the baggage from years of disappointment and convincing, right? Um, I had to start forgiving to let go. And that helped me get to the root of where I am today, you know, like in myself, my connection to self, which is what you're asking about. When it comes to avoidance, so uh, generally avoidance in self is is, uh, an area of fear, like the fear of the outcome and failure, you know, of, of trying something new again, let's say, and oh, here's going to be this failed outcome again. So avoidance, I generally, when I'm starting to feel that where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go, you know, contact that person that I know is going to exponentially help me grow my business or help me, you know, contact that physical fitness trainer that I know those sessions are going to, you know, kick my butt. Like, (laughs) you know, like I, Mm -hmm. I have that avoidance, then I'm like, Oh, I got to do it because it it really is something that, um, I'm stopping myself again. It's that mindset that you talked about, right? Like it, it's the convincing and the, uh, that it's okay to avoid. Right. So it's like a double whammy in that, in that case. That is a great reminder that the things we resist can actually serve as a guide to the direction in which we need to move. Just like you said, if you're listening to something and you're feeling a little defensive or resistant, that is the white flag waving to say, hey, over here, over here, this is where your work is. And we all have so much opportunity. And I think the point is to start someplace. 
that there is always going to be a moment of awareness, a moment of tension, a moment where you recognize the same old story and the same old pattern, and you can use that as your opportunity to say as you ask, what else is true? Or when I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Or is there a more complete version of the truth, facts and opportunities that I'm omitting when I believe in and tell the story of this limitation? Kareen, you are such a gift to the world, to your clients, to me for sharing your wisdom with my listeners. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they go to get your book, Lead with Value? How can people follow along with the good that you are doing in the world? Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I, I love sharing these messages because my whole goal is to, to help people know that they matter, what they want matter, and it's time for them to start impacting the world with their gifts. So I really appreciate the space and time on your show. In order to connect with me, uh, it's very easy. You just go to kareenwalsh.com. So that's K-A-R-E-E-N as in Nancy, W-A-L-S-H, Dot com to find everything Kareen on there. And then if you want to grab a copy of the book, it's just the kareenwalsh.com slash lead with value or lead with Very easy. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kareen. You are just a fountain of ideas and challenges and wisdom. And I am so grateful for your time. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com join. See you there. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.